0: Welcome back to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm your host, John Christensen, again joined by Pastor Dave Gibson. I think one of the most difficult things about sharing Jesus is doing it naturally. Perhaps you've seen evangelism done poorly where someone gives no on-ramp and dives right into it, or or you've been in a situation where someone's sharing and you can almost taste the awkwardness in the air. And so how do we avoid that? How do we set the table so that people want to hear the gospel? How do we avoid dropping what we call a gospel grenade? Well, we have developed, and Dave particularly has, a three-story approach, which is hearing their story, then sharing your story as a testimony of what God has done, and then ultimately clarifying with the gospel God's story. Their story, your story, and God's story. And what this three-story approach does is it sets the table for the gospel so, Dave, would you share with us a little bit about how this three-story approach works?
1: Well, we've talked before, John, about uh, people not really being interested in my story so much, or even God's story. They're really interested in their story. And uh, it's that taking a, a real genuine interest on, in other people, getting to know their story. And I think that's really the way to build a redemptive bridge with, with people. We talk about building a bridge from our heart to their heart, that Jesus could walk across and touch their lives. It really starts with loving people right where they are, loving your neighbor as yourself. And uh, in the end, we're trying to make a friend and then be a friend to a person and then bring that friend to Christ. And uh, lovingly and appropriately try to engage in spiritual conversation when the Lord gives you that natural opportunity. So it really becomes that relentless relational evangelism. Begin with their story. Uh, get to know their background and and uh, about their family and their interests, their needs, and uh, what they do for a living and just uh, engaging in normal conversation. And uh, looking for that, that crack in the door, that divine appointment, that opportunity that uh, God might give you to uh, lead the conversation to talking about your story and then eventually talking about the greatest story ever told, and that's the good news of Jesus. God's story. Uh, I was on an airplane. I do this everywhere I go every day. I just pray, Lord, give me that natural opportunity to share with someone and uh, lead me to someone who would be uh, that one lost sheep or that person of peace who's receptive to both the messenger and to the message. I was actually in a, tell a story of a incident I had, in, uh, I was in northern Iraq. We had about 800 Iraqis at this gathering. And uh, God's just moving up there. We have a couple of sister church relationships with uh, some congregations up in the north in the Kurdish region of northern Iraq. I had uh, had I actually had a chance to baptize uh, 10 uh, Muslim converts that had come to faith in Christ. Really quite a incredible experience. <clears throat> well, I had to go, Fly out on my own. We it was at a time when we had to uh, come in on an air surf flight. It was a dual propeller plane. It was a, a prop plane, sixteen passenger plane. So we, the commercial airlines weren't going into the, uh, Baghdad and and into Erbil at the time, and uh, it was pretty dicey. So we're uh, I was flying back on my own. I'm on this plane the only American on the plane, and I'm sitting in the back. Uh, There's 16 seats there, and I'm sitting right next to this uh, Iraqi businessman, striking up conversation with him, trying to get to know his background. Well, his name was Osama, and uh, when he told me his name, I reached over and grabbed him, and I said, we finally caught you. Uh, this is before Osama bin Laden had been, uh, his life had been taken, and uh, he, he chuckled a little bit, and he said, wrong, Osama and uh in fact Osama is still a friend of mine to this day but uh we uh, were talking got to know his story a little bit and uh we started to talk about uh spiritual things I, he was a muslim by background and wonderful guy very very cordial spoke fluent english and uh, we began talking about who is jesus and uh that he's not just a prophet and I talked about how much God loves us. And there's 99 names in the Quran for Allah. Not one is Allah is love, that God loves you. And I said, you know, Osama, God loves you. And he looked at me, he said, uh, early on in the flight, he says, David, you look like you have peace in your life. You look like you have love. And uh, how does that happen? And... uh after many years of evangelism training, I perceived that it might be a witnessing opportunity. So I'm, I said, you know, Osama, it's not because I'm in anything special. I'm I i uh, I'm just a real normal guy. But something really special happened to me. I, I came into a personal relationship with the living God, with his son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says the fruit of God's spirit is love and it's joy and it's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and all of... What the Bible describes as the fruit of the Spirit, and that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And that I when I received Jesus Christ in my life, he just filled my life with love and joy and peace. And so if you see some of that, it's not because of anything special about me, it's really the fruit of God's spirit. And you can experience that too. So we talked about the love of God and I got to John three sixteen that how much does God love you, Osama, for God so loves the world. And I said, put your name in there, Osama, for God so loves Osama that he gave his only begotten son that if Osama will believe in him, Osama won't perish, Osama will have eternal life. And uh, I said, you know, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said, "Uh, you're the Christ, the Messiah. They said, some say you're just a prophet, some say you're just a good teacher. Who do you say that I am, Peter, one of his closest followers? He said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Peter, flesh and blood won't reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I said, you know, Osama, God has to give you spiritual eyes to see who Jesus really was, is. And I said, the greatest proof of his claim to being God was when he died on the cross for our sins. Uh, I said, Buddha didn't die for our sins. Gandhi didn't die for our sins. And I didn't want to go there with uh, any, any other religious leader's name. So I, I, I said, no religious leader died for our sin, but Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried. Three days later, uh, all the powers of hell couldn't hold him down. Death in the grave couldn't hold him down. The demons and the devil himself couldn't hold him down. And three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. He's alive today. He ascended into heaven, and he sent his spirit into the world. He says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you hear my voice and you open the door, I will come in. And Osama began to cry. He said, oh, David, I need Jesus. And uh, I began to tear up myself. And Osama prayed and asked Christ into his life. And uh, this is the only other time this has happened. Uh, uh, he said, You know, God put you in the seat next to me. He said, You're God's angel. And I said, you know, some I'm not an angel. Just ask my wife Wendy. I'm not an angel, but uh, it was just amazing. I had him. I gave him my Bible. I said, write down the date and tell somebody about the next 24 hours. He says, I'm going to tell my wife and my two kids today. And we're flying into Baghdad at this time on this air passage. Uh, We had a spiral ascend and a descend into cities. It was crazy. It was like going to the Valley Fair and riding the wild thing. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're corkscrewing down to avoid the ground-to-air missiles coming into the Baghdad airport. And I looked at Osama, and he starts sweating profusely. And uh, what happened next wasn't real pretty. <laughs> to say uh, mildly, he uh, started losing his cookies on the right next to me. And uh, we didn't have any doggy bags or anything. He goes, oh, so sorry, David. And I put my arms around him as uh, I got it all over my feet and my pants. And I said, that's okay, Osama. This is the greatest day of your life. (laughs) And uh, we ended up, we're on the tarmac in Baghdad, hugging each other as brothers in Christ. And we're uh, still a friend of mine. But God is good. Looking at those opportunities, get to know their story, share your story, and then share the gospel story and watch God do great, mighty things that we don't even know.
0: And hearing their story really does open up that door for your story and then God's story. That's one of the things I think is so powerful about this three-story approach is it, it really does set the table for the gospel because people are super interested in sharing their story and even often are fairly interested in hearing your story after you've heard theirs. Mm-hmm. And then it does just naturally flow into the gospel. And so we really encourage you in every conversation uh, that you can to try and incorporate this three-story approach. And that really is the challenge this week, is to, to utilize it once this week and to get from their story to your story, and then praying that God opens up ultimately the opportunity to share his story, the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, next week, we'll be looking at how does caring for people open up doors for the gospel? Talking about helpful tips that you can use in order to show people that you genuinely love them and care for them. And it's amazing how when people know that you love them, it opens up doors for the gospel. May God open up many doors for you this week with that three-story approach. And may you have grace to share Christ winsomely natural. Let's go. Let's go.